Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Purpose Map Podcast. This is Casey Berglund, your host and the founder of Worthy and Well, and I am tuning in today from Los Angeles, California, here for some time. I'm not sure how long, more on that in this episode. Today's guest is Chelsea Benzel. She is an intuition and manifestation guide and the host of And the Net Appeared. We are having a conversation today about leaping and what it means to make bold moves, to make decisions, to step into the unknown and to trust the unfolding, to trust that the net will indeed appear. What it means to do that in community, to have other friends that are making bold moves and leaping and asking for more of life and inherently through doing that, saying no to settling. I invite you to join us in this beautiful, authentic conversation with my dear friend, Chelsea Bensel, and I'll check in with you at the end. Where are you in your leaping process right now? What does that even mean to you? What does that even mean? <laughs> I feel like it's such a cliche, but I do love it. Leap in the net will appear. Um, I am in the free fall. <laughs> it depends. I feel like there's like, simultaneously multiple leaps happening at any given time oh it's like a multi-dimensional leap mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like in some sense it always is because there's pieces that have to come together to create the net to like look back and be able to say oh the net appeared there's like right now it's i've just come back from costa rica and i don't even know how long i want to stay in calgary So there's this whole like decision-making process. There's this whole, how much longer can I live at my parents' house? And I'm very grateful to have lined up my next home um, at the end of this month. So that feels really good to be like finding my footing and maybe venturing out of what feels like a bit of a free fall. And... Yeah, just trusting as always that all of the pieces are going to come together in a way that is beyond what I can imagine. That's my favorite part of it when it's like we can have an idea of how maybe we want things to feel, maybe how we want them to look. And then if we just lean back and get out of our own way, things can come together in a really cool way. I almost want you to slow down or talk more about the... I guess the best way that's coming to me to describe it is the multidimensional part of the free fall, like, which maybe is better described as there's like layers to the part that you're in in your free fall. Yeah. Say more about that. The layers. Well, as soon as I said that and then I started thinking about where I'm at, I'm like, is that even true? <laughs> Are there layers? I mean, life is always not multidimensional, but. I guess just in that sense, because life is multidimensional, there's so much that can come together, that can shift, that can alter course. When you make a decision to make a big life change, it's like there's a saying, I hear it often connected to like medicine ceremonies, but that the, deci- the moment you decide, to partake in the ceremony, the medicine begins working. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, how multidimensional is that? It's like just in the decision to make a change, 
you set something new in motion. Mm-hmm. And I like feel it when I do it. It's like I feel, okay, we're on the other side of that decision now. This is what's happening. And you move differently. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm thinking about it through the lens of like, because you asked where I'm at in my current leap. And I think back to like the moment I booked my flight back from Costa Rica. And yeah, I like wasn't even sure that I was going to or when I was going to. And then I booked it and it's like, okay, now I have a date. I'm leaving. Now I get to close this chapter. That's one dimension of it. I get to see all the little miracles that are going to happen as I tidy things up here in this chapter that I've been living and And then getting on that flight, then you're kind of in that limbo phase, arriving somewhere, finding your footing, finding like, what is the new routine? What is the day-to-day? What? How do I feel differently here? Well, what do I want to create here? There's so much to that. And then all the pieces within that, all the different dimensions and layers that can come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to put words to it because it's so abstract. What's super interesting about you and I being here now that's coming to me is that we have experienced or chosen, I should say, leaps as it relates to environment and where to be, places to live. And as I listen to you reflect on the leap to book a flight to come home to Calgary from Costa Rica, it's like that's its own leap. And then I just took a leap to book a one way to California and I'm here in California and I have no idea what I'm here for or why or for how long. I have a bit of a sense and the pieces are starting to land. Like I shared with a friend last night when we were in deep connection and conversation in her home where where I've been staying. Just like, if this is it, if this is it, just like me deeply connecting with you, Rena, the friend, uh, that's it. That That's enough of a reason for me to have taken the leap to come here because this means something to me. It's heartful. It's deep. It's a, a, a dropping in to further connection with someone who I had a sense, an intuition was there for a reason. So that in and of itself is enough. And my sense in my path is like there's more unfolding that I can't see and it's happening on all different dimensions all at the same time yeah, or on different timelines. Yeah. And I'm here to experience it. But it's interesting to me how, especially since you and I have deepened in our connection, there's been this one person going home while the other is leaving and one person leaving while the other's going home. But our leaps have been connected to where we be. Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting contrast and also through lines in that process. Yeah. Yeah. You said something there that I just want to come back to about the, it speaks to the different dimensions, but the timing and the almost this seeking a reason, like, why did we take this leap? Or is this the thing? It's like, there's, there's times where I can feel that there's medicine in this moment, in this chapter, in this place, whatever it might be, that I'm not going to know about for a long time to come. 
when it's just so rich and so potent with magic and little miracles and and lessons that it's like, okay, I may be integrating this in for a long time to come, or maybe there's a connection that is made that won't really come to fruition for some time. There's so much to it. Well, even thinking about, you know, my leap to go to Costa Rica in January for a nine-week stint of time, I had no idea that I was going to say yes to a medicine ceremony retreat where I met Rena, who I'm staying with in California now, right? Like it doesn't make sense till after. And with, you know, Rena is a good example right now, but with her, I also trust that there's something five years from now or 10 years from now, or maybe even 20 years from now that is part of like why she's here in my life right now. And even you and I, Chelsea, like we met at a co-working space and were introduced to one another by someone who was like, you two should know each other. And I think we had like one or two chats in that co-working space. And then we synchronistically kept bumping into each other on the street and yeah. having these little like micro moments crossing a pedestrian crosswalk. Right. Yeah. It's like we went for one beer on a patio one time and then and then realized, oh, my gosh wow, we actually dated the same guy. <laughs> and then there was a whole through line around that. And then I didn't talk to you for a long time. And then suddenly I was in BC and I was like, I'm in this place called Caslo. Is that near you? And you're like, I'm in Caslo. What? <laughs> and then we don't talk. And I send you a random text that I was thinking about you, that I was in your corner, not knowing the timing of that text, which was? The day I had just landed in Costa Rica. And I have to add, because you put that in there about we dated the same guy. So you saw, and I want you to speak more to the nudge that you felt the text me, but I had been thinking about you because I got mixed up with this guy again. And I was like, how do I, how do I cut this loose? Like my heart is so entwined in it, but I kept thinking, okay, what would Casey do? What would Casey do? <laughs> Casey was really good at cutting it off when she needed to. What would Casey do? I was like channeling your energy and like, feeling you in my corner and then you get this nudge to message me like can you speak more to that well i do think that consciousness works that way i think that was a reason you were feeling me i was feeling you honestly it was like this drop of insight where like my heart i felt my heart and i felt I felt like the time prior that we had connected when we were both in BC and it was just this like brief little back and forth via text. We never actually met up with each other. But I just remembered feeling in that moment like there's a connection here, like a heart portal open or something. And so then, you know, months later, it was like, I don't even know what triggered my thinking of you. It was literally out of nowhere in a moment where this little heart portal opened and I had this feeling like I want Chelsea to know that she's not alone. It was like this caring sisterly energy that I felt for whatever reason that was like, I feel like she needs to know she's not alone. Yeah. And you were literally alone. <laughs> literally alone in a new country. And I received that message and was so taken aback or surprised in that way that it's kind of like of course but it's still surprising that these synchronicities can happen so I didn't even really give you much response except like wow 
perfect timing. So good to hear from you. You've been in my heart and on my mind, something like that. And I didn't even share that I was in Costa Rica, had just landed on this solo adventure. And yeah, I went about my life. Like there wasn't even much of a back and forth then. And that was kind of just like the nature of our friendship for a while. And it was beautiful. And and that was that. And then what would it have been like a month or so later to you? So for timelines, let's straighten this out for for anyone listening. Like you left for Costa Rica in November 2022, right? And so I sent you the text the day that you were landing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you had any plans to go away. I had no idea that you were in Costa Rica. I I had no idea. You sent me one message back that was really sweet and acknowledged it, but didn't give me too much information. And we didn't talk again. And then I basically, if I back it up and tell the the seed being planted story, I walked into my local gym in Calgary with my like sleeping bag winter jacket on, shivering my way into the door. And one of the owners of the gym looked at me and was like, Casey, don't you work online? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, why are you here? Why aren't you in like Costa Rica or Bali or something? And she literally planted a seed inside of my psyche that I could not let go of. I was like, why am I here? It's so cold. (laughs) And also, right. I used to travel like pre-pandemic. I used to do these adventures. I used to solo adventure. Maybe I should try out this whole working from somewhere else. And it was kind of just there, but my intuition told me it wasn't anything to act on. It was like, nope, you don't need to look at flights. You don't need to plan anything. It's not the time. I went home for the Christmas holidays, spent time with my family, got back to Calgary thinking like, ooh, maybe, maybe it's almost time to look at flights or to trust my intuition around days. And then I got super sick with like, I don't know, the influenza that was going around because none of our immunities are built up. And while I was like laying in my bed for a week straight, it was like, there's no way, there's no way I'm going anywhere. I'm too sick, you know? And so, and because my original plan, even though it wasn't a plan, it was sort of like beginning of January was sort of burning in the back of my mind. But then I was sick the beginning of January. So I sort of wrote that off. And then when I got healthier, something shifted and something in my intuition was like, you could still go, just like pick a different date. And and I was very much guided to like the exact day and time to look at flights and then very much guided to an exact date to leave and how to, you know, it was so interesting. So I arrived January, I think, 18th, 2023. You'd been there for two months already, and I didn't know it. Yeah. And then what was it? You saw one of my Instagram stories or something? Yeah, I just felt to like check check out your stories. And I clicked and you were like hiking a volcano. And I was like, there's volcanoes here. Oh, and it was the name of the town is like the super common like San Isidro. There's like. 12 cents in Costa Rica. And I was like, whoa, because there was one like half an hour away from me. And I was like, is Casey like our way? And I messaged you. I like watched all your stories to get as much info as I could. 
about which volcano you were hiking and what town you were living in and what what was the San Isidro? And I, sure enough, it was Costa Rica. And I messaged you, I think something like, you're in Costa Rica? I'm in Costa Rica. (laughs) And then, yeah, we talked, we ended up on the phone. And then I think you came to visit me in Evita like the next week or two. Yeah, like one or two weekends after. We yeah. had we had a really spontaneous FaceTime video, sorry, Facebook Messenger video call. Yeah. Which yeah. I've never used Facebook Messenger video in my life. And for some reason, <laughs> that's what we used. And we like had such a good conversation yeah. sort of, you know, via video. Yeah. And we were like, should we just have a visit? Like, I have an extra space. Do you want to come stay? Yeah. I've- you came and we had such a beautiful weekend mm-hmm. and it was like did we know then i think we knew then that it was like oh this is why we met like i i was saying three years prior but i did the math and i'm pretty sure we were introduced to each other in 2018 so yeah. that was five years ago wow like, this is why we were introduced five years ago because of the conversations we're having now, the connection that we're building now, this time we're spending, it was like us five years ago or our souls or however you want to look at it. It was like, okay, you guys meet because five years from now, you're going to want to, maybe, maybe you're going to meet each other. Like there was a lot that we dove deep on and Mm -hmm. have to this day that has been really profound and really beautiful. Yeah, we're like integral parts of each other's healing, transformation, evolution, journey. Yeah. And and that wasn't true. It was. It was, but in a what? different way. But it really deepened in Costa Rica. And now it's kind of like, yeah, like you said, who knew back then when we first met that we would be in the same place at the same time, almost equipped with the perfect tools for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And when you think about, you mentioned before about that kind of how consciousness works, it's like, even to the extent of the person who was like, you two need to meet. Mm -hmm. Like she was tapped into something too, to Mm -hmm. feel that resonance and to be like, ah, there's something here. Yeah. There's all these different energies at play. I believe shaping moments and connections like these. Mm -hmm. And you kind of know, like, how we kept bumping into each other, how we, like, you know, there were these synchronicities. Mm-hmm. It was all shaping up to it. Yeah. And the okay. synchronicities continue. There's, we're literally walking synchronicities mm-hmm. right now in this moment as this podcast is being recorded, like, with the, the sort of like shared connections that are intermingling into each other's lives, you know? And I just think that's amazing. Yes. I'm thinking about the role that leaping has in co-creating synchronicity in particular. And I guess where this is coming from is for me, it's like, and maybe this is tying back to what you said about the decision, like the decision to take part in a medicine journey, the medicine starts working immediately, the decision to leap or make a change or take a step or a jump or, you know, something even more massive into the unknown. It's sort of like, for me, it's a action that signals to life, the universe, higher consciousness. Uh, Jesus, take the wheel. I kind know. Of. Like, it's like, 
the choice, for example, in my case right now to book a one-way flight, which I've never done in my life ever. I've always had a round trip flight. Like I'm planning to be here. I was planning to be here for two weeks. And then there was this nudge that was like, book a one-way, book a one-way, book a one-way. Right? You don't have to figure out the back end yet. And I'm like, oh, this is like there's something so safe about knowing exactly when you're going to come home and exactly what that container is. But the trust for me, the self-trust to be like, okay, I'm going to do that. There's like a signal. There's an energetic in that. Uh, where I feel like it's like I'm showing up, universe, you better show up, meet yeah. me halfway, and yeah. I'm going to trust you. I am going to surrender to you. And to me, it's like that's when the magic starts to really happen fast. The synchronicities start to happen fast. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious your relationship with like leaping and synchronicity. Tell me another yeah. story about... <laughs> about a choice to leap and the magic that unfolds. I feel like there's so many little ones. But when I think about it, like where my mind is going to recall, like, okay, what story do I want to tell? I'm going back to like, when have I felt that calling or that little message like you had to book a one way? And it's like, sometimes it starts as a little whisper. And it becomes this unshakable knowing. And it's almost like you can't ignore it. So in that moment that you decide to listen and follow it, yeah, you do. You step into a new energetic where there can be what the quote that keeps coming to mind is fortune favors the brave. I credit that. I, like, I don't know what the credit is for that quote, but it's rolling around my brain right now. And it, it feels so true. When you take a brave action, you open yourself up to synchronicities, miracles, moments, and things that you wouldn't otherwise see or experience. And maybe it's because we're looking for them. Maybe because we're like, holy shit, what did I just do? what you know how is this going to come together but yeah i'm still thinking like what what's a big leap or maybe which one do i want to share i guess okay when i took the leap to move out to bc which really goes back years prior to that when i first got the nudge i was living in bali and it was moved to nelson and i was like uh on the other side of the world Okay. So I came out to Calgary and put off moving to Nelson like forever to the point that I was like, enough's enough. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and being like, enough's enough. You got to go. Like, just take yourself on a little getaway. You don't have to move. Just like freaking go there already and quit ignoring this knowing that there's something there for you. So I went, I took myself on a little getaway and decided I didn't want to move there on my own. And then Six months later, met my now ex. Um, we met. There was a synchronicity of you want to move to Nelson too, and it was this leap, which was really jumping into the deep end. <laughs> New relationship, but feeling this knowing that like this is right, 
I don't know if he's the guy for me, but this still feels right. I had friends try and talk me out of it. And I was like, I can't not. There's something in me like, yeah, the logical part of my brain would be like, don't move into a 20 foot trailer with a guy you've been dating for two months to like end your lease on your apartment and pack up all your things, sell half your things. To leave Calgary with literally no plan except for, hey, we can park the trailer anywhere. <laughs> and in that leap, I mean, like, spoiler, there is no spoiler alert. I've already given away. He's my now ex. So the relationship didn't work out. And I guess it would be easy to say, oh, what a failure. But it's all the connections that opened up as a result mm-hmm. of having that experience. It's the deepening in my connection, my relationship with myself through being in that relationship with another and recognizing maybe where I still have some work to do, what needs to be healed, what did get healed along the way in relationship. There were so many things, so many experiences that I had that would have been impossible to have had I not taken that leap. and. Because I had, like, for example, I was in Caslow when you were in Caslow. That was all part of the divinely orchestrated, whether you want to call it the net that was weaving <laughs> to appear for us or like uh-huh. synchronicities in our connection. And it was such a beautiful journey. And just like I tied it back to like, okay, I was living in Bali. I felt this nudge to come back. It was when I was still living out there towards the, I guess, the end of that chapter. I was going to say the end of that relationship, but we'll define it as just that chapter, that adventure. These little nudges about Costa Rica started dropping in. Mm -hmm. So if you follow the breadcrumbs of all the little nudges, it's not often like, boom, out of nowhere, you get this insight and you get this knowing and it's all of a sudden like, okay, I know what I need to do sometimes. But for me, it was like, why are all these people talking about Costa Rica randomly everywhere I go? Like it keeps being brought up in conversation and it was like the seed was being planted. And then when, yeah, I was on the other side of that, like we broke up and I was going into Canadian winter and it was like, just seemed kind of like a good idea. (laughs) I'm like, why not go to Costa Rica? I've been thinking about it for like three months now. I can't stop thinking about it. And then following that nudge and it's like what unfolded there and what's continuing to unfold because of that. It's mm-hmm. like it's hard to separate what's just one leap because yes. they all feed into each other. This is such a good example of where we started, right? The layers. Yeah. It's like there's a, a relationship leap storyline that's happening. There's an environment leap storyline that's happening. There's a friendship leap storyline that's happening. There's a work leap because think about this. We both work online. We both worked while we were away. I'm working while I'm away right now. We created that for ourselves. Like, let us give ourselves some credit too for like being brave and bold and trusting and trusting the universe, but trusting ourselves, trusting our gifts, trusting our capacity to make a living for ourselves in a digital space so that this travel is like doable. But I think what you just shared is an example of where we started when I was kind of like, let's talk about that multidimensional free fall. Like, I didn't know exactly what I was asking at the time, but this is it. It's like, I'm a whole 
integrated being with a heart and a soul and a body and desires, desires in relationship, desires for my purpose-driven work, desires for friendships, desires for the sunshine and the palm trees, desires in, in all these different ways. And I think that there's like almost, I don't know, for me, it's almost like a true leap. Those aren't the right words either. Like you could take a little leap in the direction of relationship, for example, romantic relationship, for example. For me, the like biggest leaps of my life have been like massive, holistic, integrative leaps. Like I take the leap and I learn about myself. I learn about my ideal environment. I learn about who I want to spend my life with. I learn about whether I want kids or not. I learn about, you know, who are my people, my soul tribe of humans that I want to surround myself with. It's like so multifaceted. And I think that's part of where the magic is. Like with the leap, it's sort of like you think you're going from island A to island B, but then there's an unexpected island C, D, E, F, G that the universe just like puts in the path. You know, one of my mentors who I've learned so, so much for says often like the universe likes when you're in motion because there's space to intervene. There's space when you're not so rigid in your autopilot ways to bring magic, to put you in a state of wonder and awe, to be in the present moment and be able to observe asynchronicity. Like they're happening all the time. This is reality. I find when I leap, I'm like, oh, right. This is reality, right. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. I forgot that when I was just like grinding away in my like day to day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how to tell how to follow that. It's like my dog. <laughs> Sometimes I get on these rants and they just keep going. I think I said something. I love it. Yeah. I like that about the universe. The universe likes when you're in motion. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. I like that it. It brings me back to that, like, yeah, you move, you leap, and the net appears because you took the leap, because you're you're in that space. Like I mentioned earlier, maybe it's because we're looking for it. But yeah, you're looking for it because you've woken yourself up out of your slumber and you're like, I want to live. Mm -hmm. I want to feel good. I want more. And then in that, you move and you start to see the more and you start to look for the synchronicities. and. They are always there. Sometimes it takes looking for them to see them. <laughs> you have to open your eyes and then to see it from that different perspective. And you, you start to see all the ways that the universe is intervening and maybe is always trying to intervene mm -hmm. or maybe always available to intervene, but we don't create the space for it. Yeah. Hmm. There's something that's coming up for me when you said, uh, like almost taking a stance for more made me think about how, I don't know, I guess spiritual teachings, like on one hand, be in the moment with gratitude and reverence for what you have. And that energy out of balance can lead to complacency and stuckness. And honestly, in my experience, depression, anxiety, really poor mental health, apathy, not moving, right? And, and then, you know, the like taking a stance for more can be the start of an elevated self-worth, a higher standard, a new adventure. 
while in its shadow, like constantly seeking for more, have constantly having expectations can lead to like a dissatisfaction. So there's something that I'm processing out loud with you about <laughs> sort of the nuance of being where you are and having gratitude and awe and that the connection between that and taking a stance for more. Like yeah. in my experience, when I take a stance for more, aka I take a leap, I actually in the leap, have this awe and wonder and gratitude that's returned for me to me. It's almost like it's almost like I'm I'm thinking about when I decided to go to Costa Rica and I booked an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere in a town I never even knew of prior in the middle of the jungle, like totally intuition led. That was a leap. And I would walk down my hill from my little loft into the little town and like say hello to the flowers along the way and talk to the trees and feel the sunshine. And like when I think about that moment in my life, it's like there's never been more awe and wonder and gratitude. And it's like presence came from saying yes to something different than what I was experiencing prior. <laughs> And and then having that experience, when I like came back to Calgary and it was still winter and brown and cold, I was like, oh my God, like feeling the disharmony of that. Like, what did I just do? I came from this beautiful place. But then I remembered that energetic of awe and wonder and gratitude and presence. And I thanked the trees in Calgary that didn't have leaves that were just branches. I thanked the trees there like I did in Costa Rica. And there was this beautiful integration that was sort of about seasons in nature, which reminded me about seasons of life. Kind of like, you know, you just took another leap to come home. And there's some challenges in that, though you're saying yes to them because there's something to learn, mm -hmm. you know, and it looks yeah. different, but it's still a leap. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. There's often, sure, a lot of synchronicities, but it's that taking a stance for more. So more what, you know? For Good. me, it was, well, I didn't really know what. I just knew that it was, it felt right. It felt like, okay, let's take that next step forward on the path because it was beginning to feel a bit like, I don't know, stagnant, that stuck in paradise feeling. <laughs> like beautiful and lovely but it was like okay let's see what else there might be next and yeah i don't know where i was going with that because where my mind is just circled back to is that the comment you made about bringing that reverence for the beauty in costa rica where it's easy to mm -hmm. be beautiful or to be appreciative of the beauty and to bring that back in when things get a little bit difficult to bring what you embodied and learned and felt when it was easy to bring that into when there inevitably will be challenges mm -hmm. because in your stance for more often there's some growth required in that and in the growth you're faced with challenges and tests and are you going to take a stand for your self-worth are you going to say yes or no to what you know you need to and that's not always easy yeah. Are you going to say no to the thing that is almost perfect, but not it? Yeah. Are you going to choose 
the whole package mm. or settle for what's almost there mm. while also appreciating the lessons of the almost. You know, like there's nuance there too. Yeah. So much, so much nuance in these mm. multidimensional leaps. But I mean, what a segue into the tests that we can be presented with when we're like, okay, I know I want more. I know I'm what I want it to look and feel like. And then it's like, okay, how about this? You could have this. It's here right now. Do you want it? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it's like feeling into the deeper layers of your own truth when it's like, mm, this is really good, but something maybe isn't quite it. And then do I take a stamp for what I know I truly want. And I mean, I used to have a interesting perspective on tests. Like I think I wanted to not um, admit or like agree with that whole concept. That like same. same. But man, in those moments where it's like where you do say no to what's not 100%, you send the message to the universe, like, hey, thank you, but no to that. But I'm, I'm open to this, this, and that, and more. Like, here's, here's what I'm saying no to because it, I, I know I get to have more. Yeah, when, I, when I'm in those moments and I firmly hold that standard, I get to a point where it's like, okay, it's time. <laughs> yeah. You know? And when I say no to the thing that's not quite it, whether that's, a job that's everything that you've ever wanted, but you're not getting paid the salary that you wanted, whether that's a partner that literally embodies who you've imagined your life partner to be, but they're not quite available to you, whatever it might be in those moments when I've said, this is like, this is heartbreaking and I have to say no to this. It's heartbreaking. There's grief letting go of that beautiful experience that's almost it. And there's almost for me an instant reclamation of power and an instant realignment. Like literally I stand taller again and I'm like, oh, there I am. Yeah. There's my center. There's my heart. There's my soul. Right. I am a worthy ass woman yeah. and I get to have what I'm calling in. Yeah. And I can be patient and persistent and in my practices and present and enjoy my life while trusting that it's coming for me. And that's hard to do sometimes. The trust, especially when you've been tested with something that feels like such an epic test that's like, how could I possibly experience that? And then that one piece that was missing. Mm-hmm. To trust in that in-between space that it's coming. Yeah. That's hard. And to love yourself enough to hold true to your vision. And it's that sense of like, it can be really nuanced, but it's that I really, really love this, but I know I'm settling if I see this through. And then it's that reclamation like you talked about how you stand taller, you hold yourself differently because you're in a different energetic because again, it's that decision. Mm-hmm. It's that taking a stand for more. Mm-hmm. It's knowing you're worthy of what you truly desire. 
and that you don't need to settle for that thing that's almost it, but not. Yeah. And then in that, you open yourself up for it to come in. Yeah, exactly. And I find I'm actually, uh, I get instantly rewarded when I do that. Like maybe not in the way that that thing that I was holding off for comes in right away, not necessarily, but something else, like almost like a smaller scale. Like here's a good example just to really ground this in. I had one of these moments uh, when I first kind of landed here in California, like a week ago, (laughs) only been here a week. (laughs) And it was like, no, here is what I want. And I cried a lot and like grieved letting go of the thing that was not quite it. And then basically the next day I went walking down the street and I was like, okay, I am just calling in the best chocolate croissant and a coffee and a patio. And anyway, I found that perfect spot. I sat down, I took out my journal, I started writing And then my writing kind of shifted and I've been in my spiritual practice and my introspective journey for long enough to know like what's happening when my writing shifts. It's almost like I'm writing from the I, I, Casey, I want, I see, I feel to like you. And when the, when it, when I get guidance in the form of like, you need to do this, here's what you're here for. It's like my higher self coming online. Sometimes it's, I'm learning that I, I have to be mindful and discerning, but I'm also a channel. I can also receive wisdom from outside of myself, but I'm really learning how to tap into my higher self and receive guidance from that place. So this happened over my chocolate croissant and coffee where the instructions were like, you are here for epic self-love. You are here to find a great spot to work out of. You're here to find a bougie, bougie gym. You are here for steam rooms and cold plunges and massages, and you're here to not worry about how that's going to come together. You're here to like delight yourself and treat yourself and fall even more deeply in love with yourself and have a sensual experience while you're in California. It was like so clear, almost like automatic writing coming from my higher self. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I continue to walk down the street sort of towards the, I'm in Santa Monica, so towards the Santa Monica here. I don't really know Santa Monica. I don't know what's around. But I do find a like we work co-working space and I do a tour and I walk into the first space and it's like really nice, really nice, uh, a bit higher price than I want to pay and a bit too corporate for my vibe. Like it felt very tech startup. And I'm like, I want to come here in like a denim onesie and my florals and be a kind of a hippie child and entrepreneur from that space. And then I checked out one of the other WeWorks because she's like, yeah, there's there's two more in such a close distance. And I come to this other one that feels more casual. Not only that, it's got a little bit, a little bit of uh, limited hours, which actually works perfectly with my schedule, but it means it's also half as much. And Also, there's a summer 15% off discount, which is cool because I have financial goals too, right? Like there's all these things happening at once. And so immediately I felt a stronger sense of alignment and like, ah, I'm glad I didn't say yes to the thing that wasn't quite it. I'm glad I waited. And then I literally went into one of these little phone booths like I'm in right now recording this podcast episode. And I did a little check-in with my body. I did some muscle testing with my fingers and my intuition was like, register now, like get the membership. So I made the decision. 
and I go up to take action on that, I'm getting the discount. And then I learned that they also prorate. So I'm actually paying half as much. Like basically it ends up being $80 for the next three weeks. Whereas in Calgary, I was paying $400 for a monthly membership. You know, so it's like I'm getting this great deal on a membership. So I go and sit out on the patio after I set myself up and I'm just like taking a moment to pause. Okay, what's my next step? Thinking about what I'd like been guided to in my journal. And I remembered uh, the gym Equinox because my friend Jen in New York took me as a guest to her gym. And I was like, oh God, these gyms are so nice and like such a nice feel. And anyway, I just got this download Equinox when I was sitting on the patio and I was like, I wonder if there's an Equinox close to here, because that could be kind of a fun little routine to have a, you know, a membership at the co-working space and then to work out in my like middle of the day break before my next set of clients. And there's one three minutes away, a three minute walk. So I'm like, well, of course. I walk in, I go up to the table and I'm like, I'm new here. I'm from Canada. I might be here for two weeks. I might be here for two months. I don't know. I would really like a place to work out for the next two weeks at least. And this place looks awesome. And they're like, sorry, we only do 12-month memberships. And something in me was like, go get a tour anyway. No big deal. Okay, 12-month membership. I'm not going to be here for 12 months. There's no way. Go get a tour anyway. I meet the sales guy. I go into his office. We're talking a little bit. And he says to me, he's like, yeah, it's a 12-month membership. The only time that we cancel people's memberships is if they relocate. So if they have evidence like a phone bill or something that has an address outside of the local gym area, then you can cancel your membership. No problem. As long as it's before the next billing date. And I'm like, so you mean if I'm here and I don't know how long I'm going to be here and I have a condo that I own in Calgary where I pay my bills and I give you evidence of that, that will help me cancel my membership. And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, so this is how we find a loophole. And he, and it was so honest. He knew exactly. It was so transparent. And he's like, it's not a loophole. It's just written in the contract. There's no problem with that. <laughs> and I said to him, and how great that it's only a three minute walk from WeWork. I just got a membership there. And he's like, Oh, we have a partnership with, with WeWork. Not only do you get a discount on your membership, but the $300 initiation fee is waived and you get a free personal training session. You get 25% off your first massage. You get a body composition test and a full like physical assessment wow. for being a new member. Wow. And we'll prorate your membership. <laughs> so instead of paying almost $300 a month for a membership, it's like prorated. I don't know. I'm paying $120 for the next three weeks and I'm getting a personal training se session and a fitness assessment. So I'm paying $200 and I now have a co-working space and a bougie ass gym with a steam room and a cold shower and a spa place. Everything that I'd written about in my journal was made manifest within two hours. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, maybe it's not my divine partner coming in quite yet, but it is the universe saying like, I've got your back. Here's another like woven part of the net. Yeah. Because and you made a decision yeah. for yourself. Yeah. 
and took a stance for like you could have said yes to that first co-working space that was not it mm-hmm. and then it'd be like okay well i'm here now and maybe the inspiration wouldn't have even dropped in to go check out the gym but you said no to that you found the actual in alignment co-working space and then oof, all these other all these other goodies drop in that it's yeah. like almost i don't want to say too good to be true but it's like of course like that's the that's the stuff that's, that's the- how it works this is how consciousness works this is how energy works you know and because i've reclaimed my power and i'm back in alignment I'm also having this beautiful experience of like, like I've had three days in the gym. I've gone three days in a row because I just like love it so much and it feels so good. Had my personal training session right before this podcast and it was like such a beautiful connection. And also I like feel like a lighthouse. There's just like strangers that are coming up to me in the gym that it's almost like there's this, are you new here? What's, what's your vibe? You know, like I kind of, I can tell that I have a bit of a different energy than a lot of people that go to that space and it feels nice to be like seen and recognized for my light, for my positivity, you know? Yeah. You are such a lighthouse and I see that in you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. being in the flow and it it makes me think about like you and I had a conversation recently about I came home and I was like, well, I'll just stay with my parents for the foreseeable future because I've got no expenses and and it'll be fine. <laughs> and it's this this realization or remembrance because I've had this train of thought before where or this experience where it's like oh wait, yeah, okay. I'm taking kind of the the easy route. There's no expenses here, but I also feel like my creativity is a bit stifled and I'm like back at all the family drama and trauma and bullshit (laughs) and it's like it's so interesting like we had a conversation and you nailed it that it's like yeah you're saving money but like what at what cost (laughs) and it's these decisions that we can make where maybe it feels a bit risky or it feels a bit edgy and out of our comfort zone to go and do the thing that is like what feels expansive and in that what is the payoff like your energy you get people seeing you for your energy for your light because you're in that environment and I know for you because I know you personally that your environment like it it ties into your human design your environment is so important but I like I think that goes for everyone and when you're really honest with yourself. Like perhaps if I had been really honest with myself and not coming from a place of scarcity, but like, well, I'll save money and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. We can allow ourselves to be in that expansion and and in that what feels maybe like truth, what feels more aligned, what feels maybe a little bit risky, like, yeah, spending money on rent or whatever. But it's like, that's where all the good stuff is. So why do we hold ourselves back from it Mm -hmm. exactly well because it's scary Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like i made that joke joke but maybe it was for real that this episode should be called friends that leap together reap together (laughs) (laughs) 
like where that came from was this idea that this is why we need each other and community. And it's a lot easier to take leaps when it's normalized in your friend group to trust yourself because society and culture has like a different message for us about what we should be doing and how we should be living. But like the thing about leaps is it's personalized, right? It's like what's a leap for one person might not be for another. And I don't know. I find when I hang out with brave, bold, self-attuned, self-loving, self-trusting humans, it's like we all become more courageous. Or in many ways, maybe it's that having community is part of the net appearing. It's part of creating the level of safety that might be required to even think about taking a leap. Yeah, 100%. The community is a big part of the net. Having people who are examples of trusting themselves and taking leaps and having people who know and love you enough to call out with love when maybe you could be holding yourself to a higher standard. Maybe you could look at something a little bit differently. And I feel like that for me, like my truest friendships, deepest connections are the ones who like do call me on my shit and do hold me to I was going to say like hold me to a higher standard, but just like remind me to hold myself to my own standard. Um, I like how you reframed that. <laughs> hold yourself to your own standards yeah. or help you raise your own standards, help yeah. you maybe mirror back to you your self-worth. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. You know, I think the relationships that we have with each other any relationship is either going to be like re-traumatizing or healing. So either going to be constrictive or expansive. And yeah, there's nuance within that could feel constrictive in one context and expansive in another context. But like, who the hell are y'all hanging out with? (laughs) You know, I don't know why I had to say that in that way, but it came out that way. Like, you know, we're either hanging out with people that create more expansion in us or that drain and deplete our energy, wow. you know? Yeah. And I think it is, it's eye-opening to look and kind of take inventory of who are the people we're spending the most time with and how do we feel in their presence? And if we don't feel so great, why do we, what are we getting from that? What is the lesson? And I read something today on Instagram that was like, yeah, sometimes the lesson, the the gift that someone has for you is to create better boundaries, to set boundaries, to, yeah, take some distance, to raise your, your self-worth or, yeah, to know when to walk away, that sort of thing. Just kind of, yeah, with curiosity, taking inventory of who do I surround myself with and who do I surround myself with that I love that I want more time with and to been in connection with exactly towards that yeah like one thing i've learned from you chelsea in being with you in this like interesting context of both being in costa rica but it's continued since you were home we connected back in calgary is like i've just learned that you're someone who it's easy to be authentic with and it's easy for me to claim what I need as an individual. Basically, you 
have helped me to heal a people pleasy part of myself. Like we have this relationship where I feel like I can be authentic and I can say no to you in favor of my own truth. I can be someone who does not betray herself in friendship. Yeah. And like, wow, to me, that's like real deal friends. When your friends can hold space for you, they want you to trust yourself and make a stance for yourself, even if it's not in favor of that friend in that moment or whatever. It's like, I don't know. I feel like we have this level of trust with each other because when you say yes to me or like, I'm a 10 out of 10, let's do this. I know it's a yes. I know you're not bullshitting me or people pleasing me or trying to like be codependent with me. And I know that because you've also said no to me. In Costa Rica, you've been like, actually, I don't want to do that with you. I'm going to go back and like have some me time. And it's like, cool, amazing. You know, and I guess right in this moment, like we're two uh, single people. So maybe some people are exploring that in their romantic partnerships, but. I, I don't know, for me, it's actually my, my learning has been with women. Can I stand for myself without fear of disappointing them or losing them in friendships? That's been harder for me than uh, in like dating circumstances. So I'm grateful for the role that you've played in those leaps that I've taken, even in those micro moments of choosing myself in relationship. Mm-hmm. The way you said that just made me think about like, it's those many moments of like having the courage to say mm-hmm. no. That is, it's like, we're going to define leaps, like add that to the definition. But yeah, no, I truly, it's like, there's a sense of safety that comes in knowing that you're going to say no if you want to say no. Because if I can't trust your yes, then it's like, I don't know, does she really want to hang out with me? Does she really want to record this podcast? Does she really want to whatever? But it's in honoring your no that your yes becomes that much stronger. Mm-hmm. It's in holding true to your boundaries that I know you'll tell me if something's not quite mm-hmm. right. And just the like relaxation in my nervous system around that is, ah, okay, I feel safe around Casey. Mm-hmm. And that's such medicine Mm -hmm. yeah and i guess it takes me knowing myself like i think sometimes people have a hard time saying no to others because they actually literally don't know what's true for them you know and i guess that's where the self-work enhances relationships right like i need to know what my truth is in order to be able to even consider communicating it and um i feel like we've just done that well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, and that's true. Maybe it does speak to the work that we've done on ourselves and in tapping into that knowing. Um, you've been a big part of my journey, I feel, into that knowing. Like you introduced me. I've known about muscle testing for a while, but you really got me <laughs> into it, like into really trusting my body's wisdom. And I mean, I know you just wrote a book on the topic which I have right here in front of me. Let's give you a little plug. Oh my gosh, I love you right now. <laughs> I'm screenshot this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
the yes. mind-body way, the embodied leader's path to resilience, connection, and purpose. And it is, it's like finding that connection to your body is so important. And I've been doing a lot of um, introspection around like intuition. How would I talk about intuition to someone and really what it feels like? I mean, there might be different realms that it exists in, but there's the body's wisdom. Mm-hmm. There's like your body knows. Yeah. You've been such a beacon in, in um, helping me remember that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And you live it. Mm-hmm. Like I see you muscle testing. I see you checking in with your body. I am around you when you share the sensations mm-hmm. in your body. Yeah. And just allowing them to exist, naming mm-hmm. them if need be, and mm-hmm. moving through the world in that way is like, you know, if you want to get to know your truth, get to know your body. Yep. That's a quotable. Yeah. Write that down. Thank you for seeing me in that. Um, I think as we wrap this up, Okay, you just said your body knows. And I think there's a theme in this whole conversation. Like your body knows, K-N-O-W-S, but your body knows, N-O-S. There's something in this conversation that feels like it's a theme through every little story we've talked about. And it's actually about what you're saying no to. And how your body knows your no. Yeah. Your body knows your no. Like Chelsea, when you say like, okay, I was fooling myself. No, I'm not going to live with my parents for the whole summer. When I'm like, no, I'm trusting that there's a divine partnership for me who is ready for me and where the timing is perfectly aligned. Right. I'm just witnessing how. That to me is like one of the biggest themes of this whole conversation is like the sacred no. (laughs) If you're saying yes to more, you're saying no to less. You're saying no to settling. Yeah. You're saying no to, to like, this is a double negative, but like not listening to the body's wisdom. If the body is saying no, then say no and ask for more. And, and I think that's like, the leap that we're talking about here is is saying no to less and yes to more. What did I write down before we even hit record? I know it was very cold. Oh, I got it. I am not available for anything less than what's more. <laughs> I am and not available for anything less than what's more. Even right in that quote, it's like you're, you have to recognize what you're not available for in order to know what you are available for, what you'll take a stand for. And it reminds me of like, I don't know, it's probably a pretty universal spiritual teaching, but I've heard it from Abraham Hicks a lot that every subject is two subjects. There's what's wanted and there's what's not wanted in the same subject. So if you know what you don't want, you know, in contrast, what you do want and vice versa. So it's like being true to that. And by recognizing, oh, this is a no. So then that means here's my yes. This is what I'm not available for that. Therefore, this is what I am. 
And you have to have that awareness. You have to, yeah, feel into your body's no in order to get to the yes. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It's time for you to integrate. Hey, where are you feeling called to take a leap? What does that mean to you? What do you need to have in place to feel safe enough to make a decision? And how much risk are you willing to navigate? What can you say no to in order to create more space for your yes? A few questions for you to ponder. As always, reach out to us at info at worthyandwell.com. We'll make sure we have Chelsea's information in the show notes below. And please take a moment to write a written review alongside a five-star rating if you like this episode. That really helps us get this message into the ears of more incredible human beings just like you. Thanks so much. Take really good care. Bye for now.